Welcome to the You Can Be Unstoppable podcast. My name is Ewelina Szczeplewska, your host and certified hypnotherapist. In this podcast, I will share with you how to tap into the power of your subconscious mind. I intend to share with you how learning how to use the power of your subconscious mind can help you to create a successful and abundant life with ease, how to connect with yourself while fostering a healthy relationship with your body and mind. Tapping into the power of the subconscious mind will help you to learn how to manage your emotions, become more resilient and present in all of your relationships. Self-love and self-worth are the keys to the kingdom of success and abundance, to happy and healthy life on your terms. Hey, welcome to another episode of You Can Be Unstoppable. I hope that everyone is okay and we've got February already. And today's episode is about how to face up to your issues because I think as humans we've got this tendency to distract ourselves and use denial like there's nothing to look to, to check here because I've you know I've been there's like oh there's nothing here it's like I don't have a problem so part of the job that I do with my clients obviously part hypnosis which is the core of what I do I also use ancient wisdom and mindfulness and I help clients to become more emotionally resilient and being able to face up to whatever the day brings and it's also worth to mention that our external circumstances our external world is the extension of what's going on inside of us so that is so important to learn how to feel lovable, worthy, amazing, emotional resilience because that is going to expand to your outside environment. But that's kind of on top of it. And as humans, we have this tendency to try and distance ourselves from discomfort, from perceived pain. And part of the brain and part of the task that the brain has the way it's designed is to protect us and move us away from the pain, from the perceived pain. And if we associate any emotion or people or situations with discomfort and with the pain, so there is the perceived pain, it is natural us to want to move away and don't look over there because it's too painful. It causes us discomfort, so we don't want to do it. And that's just natural that's how we operate it's what the brain is designed to do and our favorite escape routes are denial and distraction and i've been there myself when i've had sessions um where people and they were like oh, i think we want to look over there we've got issues with such and such and i'm like no there's nothing over there we don't need to go there we don't need to look there it took me a while to obviously to admit to myself it's like 
perhaps there is something over there. So that's normal. Why are we doing this? Why is that? So back where we were hunter-gatherers, you know, we were running away from the threat or the, or the perceived threat, and obviously that was a valid response. And often the only response we had when we faced an enemy or an animal chasing us, and the only way we could have escaped is to run away, and that's that, you know, fight, flight, or freeze response, that stress response. So running away was a very much valid response or fighting. However, the brain hasn't really evolved since we were hunter-gatherers. However, the threat did, and today is usually, for the most part, is the stress and our reaction to it. So much of the stress that we face is the internally caused stress, perhaps relating to past events. And that stress then was brought to our attention by physical symptoms such as neck pain or stomach pain or something in your body that shouts at you to say, whoa, stop, you need to evaluate your life. Like your body is actually hurting here because you're going through so much stress and then we get stressed by our own stress and I know I've been there I was stressing over how stressed I was so it's this vicious circle of stress induced living and how do we then fight those internal threads that Stress induced living the way we live right now is so inherently stressed, filled with bills that we need to pay, with the state of economy, with the war in Ukraine, and everything else that's going on. How do we then stay calm and composed? So, the thing is, most of us we attempt to distract ourselves away from what causes the stress and from the stress by binge shopping, working now, Netflix and chill, overworking, overdoing whatever that is for you. And let me ask you, what is your favorite escape route? I know for me certainly is working out. What is yours? And any activity can be a form of escapism. So any activity can be entered into mindfully. It can also be entered in a spirit of escapism. So if suddenly your healthy workout routine becomes an over-encompassing thing in your life, then you may want to stop and look if you're actually using it to escape from emotions, people, situations that you don't want to face. So really what matters is the energy behind an activity that we are doing. And we can use entertainment, sex, parties, alcohol, drugs, working, gardening, house, fitness, like you name it. Anything can be used as a form of escapism. However, when we go there, it can hurt and distort our values. So for example, if we use work as a form of escape, 
and we end up overworking, doing long hours at work, not for its own sake, because we want to do something, but as a form of escape, as a displacement activity. What happens as a result, our true priorities, such as relationship, health, parenting, friendship, you name it, suffer as a result because we use one activity in particular as a form of escape. So let's say you maybe have problems in your relationship, it causes you a lot of stress. You use work and long hours at work as a form of escape because you don't want to face that difficult conversation with your partner. You don't want to go home and spend the time with your partner and actually face what's really going on over there. However, we can only escape the problem as long as activity lasts. So it is really a temporal form of escapism. And when we stop, we stop doing the thing, we spend some time alone, we spend some time with our own thoughts and emotions. Problem floods back often at full speed, at full strength, because avoiding pain only perpetuates in a long time. We can't really avoid it for a long time. Whereas as we mindfully let ourselves to face the problem, the pain, with the mindset of I want to learn and grow and draw lessons from this experience, from the so-called negative emotions, that's a different energy behind it all together. That is just a short-term discomfort versus long-term pain. And to clarify, I don't subscribe to labeling emotions as good or bad. They just are. They are there to inform us, to point us in a right direction, somewhere that we may want to look, somewhere where we think we may have some work to do. And when we have an anxious mind or unconfident mind undermined by maybe past events, old, outdated beliefs that we've acquired over time, we may find quite difficult to distinguish between activities that are avoided and those that are part of the balanced life. Mindful self-understanding should clarify the difference. And when we deal with the past traumas, we deal with any beliefs that may not be serving us, we will do the work, then it is getting a lot easier to distinguish and see the difference. And in mindfulness, the key principle is that in unpleasant um, experiences are there just to inform us, to for us to draw any conclusions and learn the lessons. So when we come to evaluating our emotions and our thoughts from the present moment, from the now, with purposeful awareness, we may then obviously confront some uncomfortable truths about ourselves, however, from a safe distance, in a way that it doesn't hurt us, it's just there to inform us. Because those emotions and thoughts have no power over us unless we give them that approval, that permission. 
So nothing can hurt you, not even the perception that you have about yourself, if you let it. It's all about how do we engage with those thoughts and emotions. And when we're present and aware, it's a different energy behind it. So the key here is about learning, it's about growth, it's about experiencing, learning who we are, and to hold any uncomfortable discoveries about ourselves in a compassionate way, in a mindful, self-aware way. So this is a form of self-love, self-awareness, self-compassion. It's a matter of being aware of our discomfort, seeing what happened that we got to this place, recognize it as an experience that has no power over us. It's a lesson from which we can grow and learn. And for any of you that are interested in short stress meditation, what I would invite you to check with yourself if you are strong enough to face your true self, your emotions, because you can benefit hugely from this meditation. So what I would ask you to do is to sit uncomfortably and breathe in and out a few times on the count of six. So you breathe in on the count of six and you breathe out on the count of six. So you do a few of those verbs, five to ten, relax, relax any muscles. And my invitation for you is to be aware of any physical sensations related to the stressful thought or emotion and to hold this in your present moment, present moment awareness with compassion. And that is a step one. Step two, you obviously want to continue to focus on your breathing. And I want you to breathe into the areas of the body where you have those sensations. So once you are aware of any physical sensations related to the stressful for the emotion, now you want to locate where in your body you have those sensations and you want to breathe into it. Welcome the sensations into your open awareness as a key to self-understanding. So it's kind of, you can imagine that you can turn your eyes inwards, locate the area in your body when you feel this discomfort and welcome the sensation breathe into it. So that is step two. And step three, turn your attention to your relationship with these sensations. How do you feel about them? Does it say anything to you? Does it bring an awareness? Keep your compassion with them, with yourself, and with your acceptance of them in a form of blessings, in a form of open awareness, and see what learning opportunities are there for you. And I highly encourage you, after this three steps, it really won't take you long, just a few minutes, to sit down in silence maybe for five minutes, and then do some journaling for under five to ten minutes and see what comes up and just do a free flow. Just keep writing whatever the mind is going to bring and see what it's going to bring for you. And if you want to dig deeper, 
if you want to work on leaving behind an distraction or denial that you engage in that is getting in your way, that is affecting your work, your business, your relationship, you are really stressed, you um, engage in procrastination, alcohol, drugs, fitness, whatever that is for you that is getting in your way to live mindfully aware and is getting in a way of you creating that extraordinary life for yourself then get in touch and book a consultation with me and see how your life will expand and your business obviously income and everything else that comes with it and i see everyone next week have a wonderful time thank you for listening if you found value in this podcast I would like to ask you to leave a positive review explaining how this episode helped you to improve your life. I ask you to do this because this will help all the people to improve their lives as well. Share and spread the love all around you. Raise your vibrations to improve your life. If you would like more transformational content like this, connect with me on Instagram. You can find a link in the description of this podcast and I'll see you over in the next episode.